Bloody Elbow presents Care Don't Care, the show that determines the most and least interesting fights on upcoming UFC events and sometimes strays outside of MMA into general pop culture. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes, John S. Nash, and Eugene S. Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of Care Don't Care, the show that previews the week's upcoming UFC events by determining which fights are hot and which fights are not. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined by Eugene S. Robinson, author of Fight, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Ass-Kicking, But We're Afraid You Get Your Ass Kicked for Asking, and host of the Show Stomper podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, and owner and operator of the Eugene S. Robinson Substack. I'm also joined by John Nash, host of the Show Money podcast, host of the Hey Not the Face podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, and Bloody Elbow's chief financial columnist. Now today we're looking ahead to UFC Vegas 62, but let's take a look to see how we fared on last night's card, and guess what? I won the week! Oh, of course you did. Of course you did. I, well, normally fights? it's been there you. There fights this week? <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, I, I didn't know who was going to win, but I knew it wasn't going to be John. So there's that. <laughs> and guess who came in second? I don't know who. You. Oh, no. you know, I didn't know who was going to come in second, but I knew it wouldn't be John. <laughs> so let's Laugh take a up. look back on last night's fight and find <laughs> okay. out why John was such a loser. <laughs> Where do we start? Where do we start? No, I, 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 I want to thank Eugene for, for all that, that that noise, that paper noise there that he gave us at the start of the show. That's what gives this show that extra touch. <laughs> I was I was wrapping fish for you. Oh, thank oh. you. Appreciate that. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, Luca Brazzi sleeps with him, you know. <laughs> I'm so used to Eugene and John whipping my ass every week that when it's my turn, I have to gloat a little bit. And it's easy to poke fun at John because he just sits there and lets but, us. You, you could just put the period right there. <laughs> it just, it just kind of <laughs> lets us and then quietly wins, you know, the next three weeks. And, and uh, I, I don't really recall him being very quiet about any kind of win. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and break this down. Uh, now we all picked Mackenzie Dern, and yeah. she was off to a good start. But man, her ceiling is really limited without some wrestling, and definitely with her terrible, terrible striking. I mean, she's not setting up anything with that striking. And even when she's in a dominant position, and maybe Eugene can shed some light on this, but she is struggling with the bigger girls. Now we have smaller girls that do just fine against big girls, but Mackenzie, she really struggles. And I don't know what the problem is there other than the fact that, um, she, uh, she needs a lot better wrestling. <laughs> well, and this, and this is a common problem with jujitsu. And as, as angry as I get with wrestlers, like a Gaethje who doesn't, you know, who hasn't really dug down deep with jujitsu enough to look. I, I went against a D1 wrestler yesterday in jujitsu, and you know the guy almost got me in a, in a wrist lock. Okay, that's you know wrestle for top, but then I could instantaneously turn around and relit wrist lock him because he hasn't paid attention to counters and 
same thing with jujitsu guys who they're just like, oh, I got jujitsu, I got jujitsu, I got jujitsu, and haven't mastered the, the fundamentals of you know uh, of of wrestling, of which you don't need many to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't pulling guard is not always a successful option. So get a get a decent single leg or a double leg. That's the first thing they start you with in wrestling. I most of us, if given a year could actually make that happen, right? So I'm always, it's like when I see stuff like that where they're struggling and they're not running the pipe, you have one leg, like, you know, she had one leg at one point, you're not, it's like, come on, come on, you're great at jujitsu, given, but you still have to put your people, you know, people in a position, like, study Luda Livre, Brazilian catch wrestling has takedowns, they're good. You don't even have to go, you can find people who do that in Brazil. Come on, it just, I didn't feel bad with the decision. I thought it was close, and, you know, she was my my person. But, I, you know, at the end, I just felt fine with it. Whatever. Yeah. And also, I went down to conspiracy. Like, if you think Priscilla Chan Zuckerberg, that they were not going to let the woman, you know, I, let's not even touch on that because I sound crazy when I bring it up. Well, also, I mean, you did preface it by saying that you were fine with the decision. I was correct. I, I picked Dern, but I I thought Jan won that fight. I didn't give Dern any 10, eight rounds either because mm. her her positional control should not matter ahead of damage. And mm. her damage was minimal because her strikes were pity pat from the top. And when she mm. did get a submission locked in, my goodness, in the fifth round, she had that. She had that arm, and she let Jan get away from her. And that's what I was uh, initially going for when I talked about bigger girls give her problems. She had two rounds here with a lot of control and could not get it done. This mm-hmm. same thing happened with um, with with Rodriguez with um, or, or Rodriguez Marina Rodriguez mm-hmm. when when she fought her, she had that fourth round that was just filled with control. I mean, top to bottom control, but she couldn't pull it out. And guess what? She lost that fight too. So, well, uh, usually the excuses, the excuses that the person is having cardio issues, right? So that burst that you need to actually actuate an arm bar in that position, they're like, uh, I can't, I can't get, but she doesn't seem to have cardio right. issues. So then, That's you right. know, I don't, it, 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 so then it's what, a function of strength position or like she said, she said, um, what did she say? She goes, I, I think I need to actually start submitting people. It's like, yeah. So if what you're saying is there's a lack of killer instinct here, then that's another problem. Then you got a Uriah Hall problem and we can't help you with that. That's a head thing. I don't think that's the problem. I mean, she was trying to break that girl's arm. She could not do it. She's just not yeah. strong enough. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be cardio then. So I don't yeah. know what it is. Maybe it's strength. Who knows? Exactly. Now I'm going to direct this part over to John because they sent her or she decided to go and train with Jason Perillo down in San Diego. And that's fine, but I feel like they should have sent her to AKA first, or maybe even, you know, here's the thing. Uh, Yan Jalan has the right idea training over with team alpha male. Those guys are turning women into great wrestlers over there. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. they might not be able to win a belt themselves, but they're doing amazing work with the people that they're training now. They were built to be trainers all along, I think. But John, yeah, yeah. I want to get your take on her striking because Jason Perillo is doing a terrible job. 
Well, I, th- I think actually the secret of you know alpha male is that they're just small guys. I mean, yep. it's it's because when you're you, there's no weird matchup discrepancy between the women fighters and the men when you're training there. When it's just a bunch of you know men at bantamweight, featherweight, lightweight, whatever, you're not going. To, you know, I mean, every once in a while you'll see stuff where they'll show some woman like rolling with like a you know a, a Ben Rothwell. I mean, I'm just making out of cat. I've never seen Ben, but someone that some massive guy, and you go, what's the point of this? You're, this is not a situation you're ever going to find yourself in in the cage, but uh, so I think that's the, that's partly the secret of alpha male. They have more the the training means more. There's more real cage, real experience type training going on mm-hmm. with the women going there mm-hmm. uh, for for the strike. I don't know. I see. I got to be honest. I uh, I was on Twitter with uh, what's his uh, Knuckles Freeman mm-hmm. talking about the fights, talking about you know how bad one of them. And I go, what am I doing with my life watching this? <laughs> What am I doing with this? This card and probably next week. See, the cards like this, you see, it's like, it's fine. You can watch it. So I went out and I, I skipped the, the last few fights and I went out and got some Gorma Sopsa. Sopsy. Sopsy? I think that's how you say it. That was, that was. I got to tell you, I made the best decision of my life. What, what, what is Gorma Sopsy? It's a Persian stew. It's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. It's got like, uh, you know, it starts with finely chopped parsley, and I think it's scallions and cilantro and chives and uh, some other stuff and uh, kidney beans and dried lime, and then then and then a lamb shank stewed in with it, and then you put it over rice. Oh my god, the taste! I feel like Seymour Skinner and The Simpsons can't get the t- can't figure it out what the what his, his captors were feeding him, and he can't get the right spices and and uh, and rice to make that dish again. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I, I enjoyed hearing about that. So yeah, so I'd go out and if I people, I would go out and try that. It's amazing. And do it on a fight card that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, which is probably the coming up one. So but I did actually, get back and I watched com- the last few fights of the Bellator card, which actually yes. did matter. Oh, the Bellator yeah. card was really good too. Well, I, I thought the main event was a little boring, but still. But I mean considering it's, and, and, considering that Patricky I mean Patricio was basically fighting a dude that looked like, oh, I don't know, a middleweight. Yeah. <laughs> and here he is, 145, and a small 145 at that, and he still got it done. I mean, I don't know why they don't put more promotion behind him, but that's another story. That's an. I just wanted to point out. See, that's I. I watch relevant fights, and I at some point in this card, it just hit me like, man, alive. This is not something how I want to spend my life. There was like uh, maybe two fights on the card that mattered, but uh, the the. Next, uh, not next week, the following week's card, the UFC card, it's actually pretty decent and it does have a little bit more relevant fights on it than this one. But for the the entertainment value, they really put together some good fights for next week. But let's go ahead and go back to this one real quick and hit on the ones that we actually picked. Uh, we did pick the co-main event and we all got it right. Eugene, you wanted to pick Trinaldo and I taught you out of it. And I'm grateful that I did. But I am not picking Brown in the future. Mm. Yeah, I saw you. I saw your post on Twitter. Why? And but you, and you started to break it down. But I'm not remembering. You just you think you think he t- you take too many chances that don't benefit him. But it's not just that. He also has a lot of defensive weaknesses. And Francisco Trinado being 44 years old, neither one of them are ranked. But he struggles so much with guys at his own level, unranked guys, that I don't see him making the step up to fighting better guys because he struggles heavily with strong dudes and here's a 44 year old 
Now, mind you, he's still hanging in there like crazy, but here's a 44-year-old that he struggled with that is not ranked. So I don't want to see him inside those rankings based off this win because he struggled. Eugene? We just lose him. Something's wrong. I, I, that was a maybe he. I, yeah, I no, heard I'm, him. I'm back. Oh, okay. oh that exasperation was scary. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> done. I am so, done with this. This is the end of Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this. <laughs> believe me, it could happen like that. Sorry. So, Eugene, what did you think? Because man, I, I, I and I, uh, yeah, but you know what I. You, you know, we always talk about in the mist and the lost battalion in regards to Randy Brown. You know what you don't see him doing? You don't see him making that sign around his waist like he believes he should have a belt there. So, I, you know, I don't know whether it's aggressive consciousness of his place in space where he's like, I'm a journeyman. I know I'm a journeyman or whether he's doing talk about how, oh, you know, this is the future for me. Holy, the sky's the limit. But, yeah, I, I, I see him as... Um, they're all like, you know, I used to feel that about Jacare, as good as Jacare was. And he was like a known associate. He used to train here at the Sorrell Academy. I just I would always watch his fights. It would like with the horror glasses on peeking through my fingers because there were these big holes that like if anybody was watching film on the guy that they would actually be able to exploit. And then fundamentally, that ended up being that and age or, or kind of what got him. So I, I like watching Randy Brown stylistically. I, I have some sort of an appreciation for what he's pulling off. But I don't think according to the gin scale, I don't think there's a lot of upside for him. You know, what's crazy is he's got an excellent record. I mean, he's 15 and four. And in his last seven fights, he's only lost to Vicente Luque. So he's six and one. Mm -hmm. But let me read off the guys that he's fighting. Now, when he fought Brian Barbarena, that was in 2019. That was when Brian was kind of surging a little bit too. But again, outside the rankings, ditto Warley Alves. You know, tough enough guy, but... He takes losses himself, and he's not in the rankings. Then you get to Vicente Luque. That's his step up, and he lost. So then he gets Alex Oliveira. Then he gets Jared Gooden, Chaos Williams, Francisco Trinaldo. So that's the level that he's beating. Now, Chaos Williams ended up being a split. Now, his, his only finish in those seven fights where that he won six of them was against Alex Oliveira. So, and we, we know Alex Oliveira, you know, Cowboy Oliveira has been hit or miss and has been on a losing yeah, streak yeah, like yeah. crazy. So that's what I'm looking at with Randy Brown. John, can I yeah. get your take on him? He's on, uh, sorry, on Brown or his opponent? On Brown. Okay. Just, that's right. I feel on Francesco Brown. I, I talk, again, this I missed this to get. I, I should have watched this fight. This one I meant to watch this morning because I was intrigued by it, but I missed it last night, so I can't comment too much. But running down his track record, he's so far. I got to say, I, I, I'm I'm afraid to say he's turned the corner and turned into a really good fighter because he's beat a lot of guys like Chaos. I I put him when I started caring about him, beat Chaos Williams, but. I can't say yet because all these guys are still a step or two below the top guys that he's beating. Yep. Yeah. So yep. uh, to me, the next step is put him up one step again. And then, and then I can start re I mean, I'm on the bandwagon, but mm -hmm. I can really get on the, I can start, I can start throwing fuel into the, into the fire to drive the engine. 
Man, if y'all if you had watched that fight, you wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. Was that yeah. bad? It's not that it was bad. Well, it was, if, very, if, if, it was a very entertaining fight, but he takes Eugene hit it on the head with his very first sentence. You think he takes too many chances? Yes, I do. He showboats a lot, and then he gets punished for it. Yeah, well, I think if John if John had actually had watched the fight, he would have been able to get, squeeze a few more cliches into his breakdown. You know, it's a stitch in time that saves nine. It's a a lazy hand that doesn't work. It's a a sheep that pulls the wool. <laughs> I I have more. I can go. I got a lot. Give give take one to give two. You uh, you know, it's just a bond. We can go for endless this show, but, but the. I, but the thing with the show, but there's a lot of fighters though that are showboats against lower tier guys that stop it, goofing off when they yeah. start going against the better guys. And I, again, I like I said, I didn't see the. Fight. And it's also and it's also a different. There's there's a difference between showboating and grandstanding. I'm okay with grandstanding. Grandstanding is when you've won, yeah, and you act like a jerk. I like that. I love my grandstander. Uh, showboating is when you do it during the fight and you get pasted. And then you have to play the lo- do the loser walk back to the locker room. That's a completely different deal, right? Well, he so. still voted, and he didn't he didn't lose, but he came close. I'm not saying that Francisco Trinaldo should have won this fight. I'm not saying that Randy Brown did win the fight, but he takes a lot of chances, and he has a lot of defensive holes in his game. Well, he makes without, you nervous. Yeah, really without watching does. it, I, I do think it is his his. There does seem. I would guess there's a ceiling based just on the fact that it was not a, he didn't win all three rounds, mm-hmm. but it, mm-hmm. that's the one part, because if you're against uh, Francesco Trinaldo, as good as he's been, he is at the end of his, mm-hmm. his days at the, in the sport. For sure. And if you're going to, I would imagine someone that's someone that's really going to be at the top of the division would have waxed him. Yep. Mm. All right, so then we get to somebody that you guys didn't pick, and I did, and I'm hoping that you guys will pick him in the future because Hani Barcelos is a badass. Yeah, he that was owned great. That, that was great. Fight. That was a rout. He beat Trevin Jones. Like, Trevin Jones had nothing for him. It was like Trevin Jones was a statue just there to take a beating. Well, and also it was like Barcelos was trying to make a point. It felt very much like mm-hmm. this is a statement win. I, you know, I'm sorry, Trevor, that you got to be here for this, but I, I, I need to send a message and it needs to be clearly delivered. So, oopsie daisy, you know, yeah, he just, um, it was a schoolyard beating. All right. Uh, John, do you have anything to say or did you miss that one? I missed that one. I wish I'd, I I left on uh, what fight did I leave on? I left on, man, uh, I think, oh, Mike Davis versus uh, Borshev. Okay. Yeah. All right. So next up, we get to Sodiq Yusuf. And I know that Eugene oh, immediately that called was him great. a care. Yes. That was. That oh, was they, they all got great after I left. Yeah. yeah that was, <laughs> uh, Yusuf became a. I even said, I tweeted out care. Care, care. Except I don't like what I don't like. I believe is that uh, is he a team Irvin guy? Unfortunately. Yeah, that kind of brought me down. But whatever. 
And the guy that he beat was actually pretty good. I know he was a last minute replacement, but Don Shanus is actually pretty good. So the way that he just went in there and took him out in thirty in less than thirty seconds, right after thirty, yeah, that yeah, that, that was like I, I'm double parked. I don't have, I can't afford <laughs> afford the ticket. You, oh we gotta, God. I gotta get you out of here. You know, yeah, yeah, I'm double yeah. parked. <laughs> yeah, that, that, wasn't it like that? It was it like was. it he was like not. Be- you know, usually there's a field and out process. It's like, look, I, I, they're gonna tow my car. I gotta get out there. You know. Oh man, that was good. So, uh, John, we'll get to the next one, and I'll start with you since you watched this one. Mike Davis taking on Vyacheslav Borshev. Borshev with the wrestling, and Borshev couldn't get it done. Mike Davis again. Here's another guy that went in there and like a house of fire at at the beginning. His cardio gave him a little bit of trouble there towards the end, but he put mm. a lot into those first couple of rounds, and I thought he handily won, and I was glad to see him win, but I'll tell you what pissed me off. Yeah. He went in there, and he asked for followers so he could get fights, and people on Twitter were actually pissed off that he asked for followers. But you've got these guys, first of all, take a note, take a hint. While you're watching, the UFC themselves puts up the fighters' social media handles. They have the commentary say, follow this guy. His handle is such and such here on Twitter and here on Instagram. They are pushing the fighters themselves to have a bigger social media impact. Dana White himself has said, the needle movers get to the front of the line when they're handing out fight assignments. So if this guy goes out there and asks you to help him do that, freaking do it. He's not doing it to be an asshole. And he said it in the nicest way. And people were still, oh, this dude is thirsty. This dude is begging. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know, I think people are entirely too nice to their audiences. That's where they derive the sense of power from. And I have a friend who started this company called, I think it's called, uh, not Wondery. uh, I can't remember. But they figured out that people respond to not so much even prompts. They, they're soft on prompts. They respond to ask. And they, she started this co- company is based in Berlin where they run these surveys at the end where it's live voting and you can see the little, the little needle mover itself. And they said people respond really well to this because it's interactive. So at the end of each article, there's an ask. And all of a sudden you're collecting emails. I mean, she's been able to monetize it. The company has been from nothing. Now it's huge, right? All because all they're doing is asking. All he did was ask. That's mm-hmm. respectable in my mind. So screw yous. Exactly. John? Yes, exactly. What Eugene said. No, I, I <laughs> That's what he does always. I gotta, <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't see the part where he started asking for followers. So but I mean it's it is the sport that's one thing that gets me people always talk about why do you talk about the business side of the sport so much? And, and people are like, well, that's the sport. The the biz, fights get made based on the fact that they can drive business. I mean, that's one yeah. of the reasons you will see like boxing, especially, you you follow the business. If a fighter can generate revenue, he will get this big fight. Often big fights are decided by how much money these guys can generate. So yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the business side, I mean, it's it's called prize fighting. It was founded on the concept people are gonna beat each other up for money. So I never yeah. got that yeah. part. And and this is the same. It's awareness is a huge driver. People, you spelled it out. He needs to get attention to get bigger fights to move up because the UFC looks at that 
So this is part of his his career is dependent on people paying attention and following him. So I can't blame the guy for getting people. But, but see, the problem is he was too nice. You know, if he had said, gotten up there and said, you guys don't follow me. I'm going to personally show up at your houses and beat your head in. People would have loved that. You know, that's why they need everybody needs their Bobby Heenan and Eugene. You should rent yourself out as the Bobby Heenan to a bunch of exactly. I, I'm routinely threatening people. So. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm going to get to a fight that we did not pick, but Daniel Santos became a care for me. This this fight with mm-hmm. him and John yep. Castaneda became the fight of the night, and it was gnarly because he had to overcome some serious adversity. He came. Well, I, I, I like to I like the slogan. It's bad weather all the time. What yeah. was it? Something like yeah, that's yeah. what it was. I think, but that that knee. Oh, good lord, man, that yeah. is nasty. Yeah. John, did you get yeah. to see this? Yeah, I did. I the sound of the knee was disturbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the body, the whole setup was great. The body shots. I don't know what was more dis- disturbing: the sounds of knee or cutting to Zuckerberg, watching, enjoying it oh, from man. the cage, single handedly. I was yeah. waiting for him to give the thumbs down so they're going to drag off and let him, you know, feed him to the lions or something afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. You know, I was ranting about that all morning at jujitsu, and was fortunate enough to actually have a Facebook employee cool my jets a bit and so i'm going to handle it on the show stomper because it's going to take up the whole show but quoting the guy from deadwood you know yanked in his muscle and i don't like muscle but uh his employees take was a lot a lot different um i mean i'm not saying you had trump at you know trump didn't need to do a buyout why he went to the fights you got many you know anthony kiedis you got many celebrities that are there that people hate and they still managed but you know i'm not i'm not going to go into it i'm just well also it's it made sense when the idea was oh, it's. I, I thought it was going to be about the metaverse crap. Okay, that made some sense because it's it's mysterious, mm. going to be unveiling, but that it's it's just this rich billionaire bought it. Like that's part of yeah, what turned yeah. me off. I'm like, first of all, the card's not that good. It's not really even worthwhile. And now some rich jackass is there sitting there. Just I got to look at this guy who's making life worse for. I mean, not only forget the the genocide is probably the worst part that his company uh, it helped out genocide and uh, Myanmar. But then on, on our industries, my not my main industry, but my side industry of writing about MMA, here's the guy that had everybody convert to, to a video, which destroyed all, tons of websites because video actually wasn't producing the revenue that Facebook claimed it was. And then they take all the ad revenue that the sites make, like MMA fighting, bloody elbow. We get much smaller ad revenue because any link that you fall from Facebook, Facebook tags along and steals that ad revenue. They they get mm-hmm. the ad revenue. Mm-hmm. Man. Well, yeah, and all of those things are actually true. But again, like I'm saying with the audience and like we're sort of being what irked me most is that the Baldwin lied about it, <laughs> you know? I mean, that shows me a consciousness of wrongdoing, you know, and, and then, you know, I'm sure he could parse it. Like, I didn't say that he wasn't going to be there. I just said that he didn't buy all the seats. And indeed, you know, there are free seats that he wouldn't have sold. He's playing semantics with me somehow, and I don't like it. And that's kind of where I'm sitting on that. You know, I love the fact that you started your stuff with a Deadwood quote, because I mm-hmm. have one that I use a lot, too. And it's morning, best time of day to go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's my favorite good morning. And when somebody like starts in like with it. me really early on Twitter, I immediately go find that video and I post it to them. 
Yeah, it's yeah, my I like that. Thing. I like that. And that sounds like Calamity Jane who said it, right? Uh, no, it's the other one. The um, Al Swearingen's henchman. The guy oh, right, the right, 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 the, right. The, the, the okay. tough dude that went out there and fought almost to the death with his eye hanging out and shit. Yeah, that that's dude. right. That's right. He did the rough and tumble yeah. fight. Yeah. yeah. He's the one that said that. So I'll, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll send it to you guys after the show. But it's my favorite thing from Deadwood. Yeah, right. Dan Doherty. Dan Doherty's that character's name, right? Yes, that's him. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. He's a badass. I liked him. Now, I'm going to talk about two more fights. One that we picked and actually three. The last three fights. Now, Brendan Allen. We all picked him with the exception of John Nash. Yeah, that's why I was ready to leave, I think, more than anything. Mm-hmm. Why did you think yeah. Against Brendan Allen, of all people. I don't know. I, 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 it's it, it, so hard to think what the guys think. It felt right at the time. I don't know. I was distracted by Eugene doing some nonsense. I don't know. <laughs> Eugene, <laughs> now you're catching it. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's a guy. We call those double drownings in the lifeguard trade where I used to be. You know, the guy's going down. He's he's clutching on to anybody, and he's got to find two bodies at the bottom of the pool. No, thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, now Chelsea Chandler. It's not someone that was on my radar until last night, but boy, that girl got all kind of Stockton in her. Um, She she beat up Julia Stoliarenko. Man. (laughs) Yeah, she's been, she's been, she's been killing it and she should have been a care going into this, but I, I was angry about something. All right. And then we get to our opening bout. 42-year-old Guido Canetti getting that first round, first minute submission over Randy Costa was not something I was expecting, but boy, that was nice. And just for the entertainment value, I will probably give him a second look in the future. Mm -hmm. Anyone, John? I, I, I didn't see it. Okay, it was nice. Yeah, I came in. I came in late. This is the fight. I came in after this fight. So, okay. I was doing. Ju- I was actually doing jujitsu when it was happening. So you might want to watch. It's a. It's a nice, clean little setup and pretty quick. Okay. And he could choke, but you would like it. But especially because he's an old dude, and you like to watch old dudes yeah. get submissions. I tell you, I, I I spent my Saturday exulting in after getting savagely beaten up by Sorrell. Then I got to go. He puts me against this D1 wrestler guy from University of Minnesota. And I'm, you know, I'm tormenting the guy because the number one tool of my arsenal is mockery. And dude does this like rollover, like a Granby roll into my arm and then tries to slap a wrist lock on me, which made me angry. And using my newfound uh, black belt skill, I re-wrist locked him. Oh. So I've, I've been patting myself on the back. Uh, <laughs> it's it. It's it. That's what I was doing at one o'clock. Oh, oh boy. every week I can expect your updates of your black belt adventure. <laughs> no, you should have seen. It's, I, there's a video of this Sorrell beating of me. It was unseemly, unseemly. And then I said, I announced to the room, everything that happens to everybody in this room from this point on, you can blame this man. John, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm going to give Eugene all the all the room he wants to talk his shit because you put in 13 years to get a belt and tell me how you feel. Seven days a week. See? So, Eugene, you get some room. Brag all you want. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was going to anyway. <laughs> 
All right. You, so, if you could see me now, I'm actually wearing the black belt around my head like a turban. Well, when John see when John wins the Golden Scissors Award for you know all the editing that he does, Th- that's not going to happen. That's not happening. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally uh, give you all the room to talk your shit, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'll t- I'm taking all the room anyways. All right, all right. Talk your shit. All right. So, Eugene, we have a 13-fight card, but it's pretty decent. And if it's anything like this last week, two or three of them are going to fall off anyways. Some maybe even just minutes before the, the, the fights start. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, the main event is Alexa Grasso versus um, Viviani Araujo. It's a very good fight. It's an uh, important fight at uh, um, women's flyweight. So why don't you tell us what we need? Crybabies, bitterwitters, greedy bread gobblers, work shy individuals, malingerers, fault finders. This has less to do with your skills and talents as a fighter and much more to do with the marketing have to wait put behind you uh, by the overlords that now no longer failed IPO folks at Endeavor, the bald one and or the UFC. If you don't like being on the don't care side of the equation, the solution is simple. Fight an exciting fight. Until then, don't come crying to us, bedwetters. All right. As always, we are working from the topology quick sheet from the bottom up. Bout order is subject to change. All right. Right off the bat, we get Dusko Todorovic versus Jordan Wright at middleweight. I don't care, but it's probably going to be an entertaining fight, but I I don't care because they're not um, important enough for me at middleweight. Anyone? I'm I'm a Jordan Wright guy because of the whole Little Mermaid thing, but, you know, realistically speaking, I got a lot of I got a lot of stuff. And this this Saturday? Yeah. Not this Saturday, the following Saturday, the 15th. The following Saturday, I'm on tour, so I'm not going to be watching this fight. All right. How about you, John? I I don't know if I'll be watching. I might have a wedding. I'm not sure, but uh, I, I yeah, it's not relevant. But right, he's out there. He's on a couple fight losing streak, if I remember right. So yeah, none of these guys are well. He lost to Patty enough. Pimlet, but that's you know. No, he didn't. No, no, you're thinking of someone else. <laughs> who who am I thinking about? Who's the guy that does the splits and the guy who was good? He got his face torn down by Pimlet. Jordan Lee. Jordan Lee. Levitt, right? Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. I so now I really don't care. Okay. All right. Next up, we have another middleweight bout. Nick Maximoff taking on Jacob Malkoon. This is going to be an absolute fire starter right here. Jacob Malkoon is a badass. Um, I almost care, but they're outside of relevancy. It's very far down on the card, but it's a banger for sure. And Maximoff is training with who, though? He's training with people I know, I think. I believe Maximoff is at... Yeah, he's out there at Diaz with the Diaz yeah. brothers. Under normal circumstances, I would care, but I, I don't. He lost to uh, Andre Petrosky. Yeah, that's right. That's um, right. Wait, but didn't, he uh, beat Punahele oh, Soriano, though, and Cody Brundage. Hmm. hmm. The I don't Jacob know, though. Got, Jacob Malkoon is, man. He lost to, um. Uh, what's his name Brendan recently? Allen. God. Yeah. Yes. But he beat true. Abdul Razak Al Hassan. He beat AJ Dobson. But he lost to Phil Hawes. I mean, Phil Hawes is like four feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not caring. I don't care. 
But yeah, it's still, it. it'll be no. an exciting fight, I'm sure. Because both guys are fighting. Well, uh, we just said that it'd be, all you got to do is fight an exciting fight, so we should be caring, right? If if that's the, you know what? Jacob Malkoon, you know, I'm going to take Nick Maximoff. I think I'm going to take Nick Maximoff. You know what? I do care. I'm going to take Nick Maximoff because it's going to be a banger. That's so what there. we need, right? No care. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, but, but I'm. You don't have to. For me, yeah, I don't have. I don't. I don't you have don't know, to. I mean, so. I'd be watching Maximoff because he feels like a known associate to me. But I don't really care for Malcoon. So. All right, uh, and John has already doubled down on his not care status. So we'll move yes. on to the next fight here, and we have Milsic Bagdasarian taking on Joe Anderson Brito. Good enough fight here at Featherweight, but outside the rankings and honestly, uh, just a little too far down on the card. Uh, I'm I'm okay with taking a flyer on it, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm out. Yeah, I, only question I didn't are these guys both from contenders or is just one of them? I uh, Bagdasarian and, Br- and Brito. Yeah. Uh, let me take a quick look here. Um, contender series for Bagdasarian, and let me take a look here for Brito. Brito is also contender series. Yep. Yeah. Okay, but- that's okay. I, I don't care. I was more interested in just knowing that. See, it, it, actually, uh, people have a chance. Patrick Ojay on um, what the Fight Business Podcast talks about. Uh, mm-hmm. Some some stuff I, I really agree with about the contender series. It just kind of fits that. This is a great. Just they're just they're filling up with contender guys. Well, this guy's, um, these aren't fresh contender series guys, though. They have had several fights inside the UFC. Oh, yeah, they're not. Well, I I know uh, Brito has because I've. Same with Bagdasarian. Yeah, but not a lot. I don't think they have more than like uh, He's had two fights already inside the UFC. I mean, his last time he beat Andre Feely. Yeah, but they're already, but how many of them are against contender, other contenders? Uh, Let's see here. Brito (sighs) has fought. Was hang on, Bill Aljo, I believe, was a contender series guy, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah, Bill Aljo, and he lost that, to that guy. So, anyways, yeah. I don't care, but it'll probably be all right. But I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Next up, Rafael Asuncia. Wow, dark star taking on wow. Victor Henry. Yeah, no, don't I don't care. care. <laughs> John, I. As- his, how many losses does he have in a row now? Which is sad, considering and and how and over he's been fighting four. so rarely too, and he has a lot of losses in a row. Four, four, and and over how many fights in the last five years? Since uh, let's say starting two thousand eighteen. Okay, six fights, and he's lost. Oh, I'm sorry, five fights, and he's lost four of them. Yeah, so that's I'm yeah used to yeah feel bad for the guy, but uh, nope, don't care. All right. Next up, Mike Jackson taking oh on Pete God. Rodriguez. I like Mike. He's a, he's a nice guy. I really like that dude. But uh, I I can't work up a care for this. Yeah, I, yeah. I like I like him on Twitter. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. But no, I don't want. I'm out. All right. Next up, we have Brandon Davis taking on Mana Martinez. Guaranteed banger right here, which is why it's uh, fairly high up on the card. Um, but I I don't care because. 
that they're completely out of relevancy. So I need a mm-hmm. little bit of something there, a little bit of meat to chew on. And the fact that they're really low level bangers, isn't going to make it for me. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next up, uh, John, did you care? Did you want to? Oh, no, no. Isn't I just, is Davis the guy? He's killer B, right? Hang on. Davis is. That's his nickname, I think. Killer B. Yep, Killer B. But oh yeah, I don't. B. Yeah, I just saw somebody. He he's got lost a lot, got cut. Now he's back after losing a lot. So yeah. No. All right. Next up, we have C.J. Vergara taking on Tatsuro Taira. Tatsuro Taira is eleven and zero. C.J. Vergara is ten and three. Uh, this is at flyweight. I I like. Um, I actually like this fight and. It'll be important um, after. But if I were to pick this fight, oh my goodness, Tatsuro Taira has got my vote. <laughs> you, you eating the whole mic, Eugene? No, I'm sorry. My ears are. Yeah, my, I'm trying to keep my ears from getting cauliflower. Oh. So. oh, wow. That's, a, that's black belt problems right there for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was rubbing my ears. All right. Anybody else care? I, don't, uh, I, I almost do because. Uh, Tetsuro's got so much hype on him, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of I'm gonna wait after this win. I think he'll be in the the on the on the top of the division type fights that make me really care. So I'll I'll, I'll wait another fight for him. I'll definitely watch. Don't get me wrong. I yeah, just can't I'll, recommend I'll check the yet. highlights. Yeah, for him. Uh, Eugene. No, don't care. All right, next up. At strawweight, Piero Rodriguez taking on Sam Hughes. Uh, Piero Rodriguez, 8-0, another highly touted prospect. But again, I'll need to see how she does here because they did pit her up against a girl that's struggling, probably to, you know, see see where the, the watermark is. So I am um, I'm going to take a flyer on this one as well. Gentlemen? Yeah, stakes are too high for me at this point now. I got nothing on this card, so I'm going to – I'm trying to ride it on home. All right. John? Yeah, I'm I'm with you on this. She's uh, it's like uh, Tatsura. I'll wait for the win for her to get better competition to really care. All right. Next up, we're seeing D Rod Daniel Rodriguez hot off his controversial and I quote win over Li Jing Leong, which he did not quote win. Li Jing Leong won, but he's taken on Neil Magny just like four weeks later. Oh, okay. You you should you buried the lead there. Yeah, me Neil. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to give it a care either, uh, John. Oh man, this is this is a dilemma because this is relevant. Mm-hmm. But Neil Magny does make it kind of on not caring and uh but Both of them at this point yeah. i'm i'm angry oh, with well, d-rod too d-rod, d-rod he i didn't think he won but he didn't look bad in that fight too so i'm gonna go god do i really care about this it's, is he gonna uh, make weight <laughs> it's relevant that's the problem but is it relevant Ew, this card sucks no not gonna all right. Not that it sucks, but it's just it's just fights. It's that they're, they're yeah. I want I don't want to say it sucks because there's a lot of like meet you know moderately okay people, but it's not it, it just generic fights for the UFC. Yep. Yep. All right. Next up, we have Misha Serkinov taking on Alonzo Menifield. No. Oh, man, 
Yeah, almost. This is like the almost card, you know? I want to get there, but I can't. I'll watch the fight, but I would not recommend. That's my criteria is, am I going to recommend this to someone? No, I'm not. I can't remember a fight that that Misha's won. That's the problem. My God, he's lost his last three. Um, I mean, you go. uh, In his last seven, he's only won two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, and Alonzo Minifield, um, he's he won his last fight against Oscar Moserov. But remember, Oscar Moserov is the guy that uh, he started out with a record of twenty five and four or something, and yeah. ended up with his record being like eighteen and twelve because he kept lying yeah. and trying to get all the commissions to change things. That's the guy. That's the guy that was basically Bush, Bullshito. That's the guy. Remember the old underground forums oh about yeah, the guys yes, that were making up yeah. records and yeah, showing up at yeah. malls, pretending they're champs and doing fake yeah. fights? Yeah. yeah, that was great. That's a throwback. I, that's what I liked about that guy. We miss that in the sport. <laughs> Anyways, I don't care. It's not relevant enough. I'll watch, though, for sure. All right, next up. These last three fights, I care about all three of them. Uh, Askar Askarov taking on Brandon Royval at Flyweight. Jesus Christ, that's an amazing fight. I really like it. And as much as I like Brandon Royval, I got to take Askar Askarov here. I really do. Uh, The guy's a power pellet. And losing a decision to Kai Kara France, that's his only loss is Kai Kara France. You know, I mean, man, he's beaten Joseph Benavidez, Alexandre Pantoge, Tim Elliott. I mean, he, boy, oh boy, I just cannot. And I like Brandon a whole lot, but I cannot see him winning here. Yeah, I'm I'm the exact same boat. I, I like uh, Brandon a lot. He's been a care for a while, and uh, I just, I don't see the, the any. I, I Ashcroft just seems better. and But it's a definite, it's a care. This is, this is a quality fight. And here's yeah. a here's a little twist. I'm gonna put out this twist because I think it's important. While Askarov took that loss to Kai Kara France, <laughs> Brandon Royval has beaten Kai Kara France. However, Askar Askarov has beaten Alessandra Pantoge and uh Brandon Royval has taken a loss to Pantoge. So but Brandon Royval's latest win with man, his latest two wins were against super tough dudes, but he submitted Matt Schnell. That's hard to do. Good Lord. And he won a split with the ultra tough Rogerio Bontarina. And that fight was also gangbusters. So just want to put all the facts out there, but this is a banger of a fight. My probably my favorite one on the card. And who's Askarov beat recently? Uh, okay, uh, hang on. Askarov just finished beating. Oh, he he took the one loss to Kai Kara friends, but before that, Joseph Bennett, Joe B, and Alexandra Pantoge, Tim Elliott. Mm. He um he went to a draw with Brandon Moreno. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think so. I feel all right. I think I feel all right picking Askarov. All right. Enjoy. Doing my MMA math and the, carrying the one, it comes off to Askarov. Yeah. You pick an Askarov as well, John? Yes. Okay. All right. The, the die was cast once I said it because, you know, you just says what I say. So. <laughs> I said it before you. 
No, you didn't. So you're you're yeah, imitating you did. me, you imitating you. You know, you're ripping me off. <laughs> that we're all I'm failing the test in off. class. Yeah, 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 yeah Not yeah, a good yeah. sign in school. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we get to the co-main event: Cub Swanson taking on Jonathan Martinez, and this fight also matters. Cub, you know, he's been hit or miss lately. He had that run of the Murderer's Row there with. Brian Ortega, Frankie Edgar, Renato Moicano, and Shane Burgos. He beats Kron Gracie. He beats Daniel Pineda. He takes the loss to Giga Chikadze, but then he comes right back. He beats yeah. Darren Elkins. with that, that wheel kick was gnarly. He put Darren Elkins away so fast. I mean, two minutes. Inside two, you know, two minutes and 12 seconds, excuse me. So inside three minutes, he put away one of the toughest guys, the guy that never yep. gets put away. He put him away yep. quick. Yep. Now, Jonathan Martinez, let's talk about him for a second, has a win over Vince Morales and Alejandro Perez and Zviad Lasivshi. Les. Lazishvili? I can't <laughs> sounds like a George. It. Sounds like a Georgian. But uh, he took a loss to Davy Grant. Um, he's got a win over Tomas Almeida and Frankie Signs. He took a loss to Andre Ewell. He's got a win over <laughs> Lu Ping Wan and uh, Wuji Barin. So I don't know. I like I like Cubs so much. I want him to win so bad. I'm I can't, I'm 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 incapable of being having any critical distance from Cub Swanson, Same. so that's my pick. Yeah, me too. I can't help myself. I'm picking Cub. Man, I, I want Cub to win, but and I mean, career wise, he's definitely by far the much, much, much better fighter. Mm-hmm. But I just can't help think that is, you know, he's he's on the downward slope and I do not know if he's still above this I I'm not I'm not I don't think uh um uh, Martinez is like anything really special, but he's younger, and that's mm-hmm. the key. And so I'm going to go with Martinez. All right. Okay, so we get to the main event. Very good fight. Also, very relevant fight between Alexa Grasso and Viviana Viviani Araujo. They are. Let's see here. Alexa Grasso is 14 and three. Viviani Araujo is 11 and three. Both girls are very good strikers. Man, Alexa Grasso's striking is just phenomenal to watch. She's a very technical striker. And she got a little bit bit of pop. I don't know that she's got, you know, one-hitter quitters in her, but she's got some pop. And she's also got submission game, too, because her last win, she submitted Joanne Wood. She beat Macy Barber before that and Jeon Kim before that. Her who did who who are we talking about? Who Alexa Grasso? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna pick Grasso. Now we got Viviani Araujo. This is gonna be a tough fight, though. Uh, she got her win over Andrea Lee, Roxanne Marferi, Montana De La Rosa, but she t- took a loss to Caitlin Chukagian, and I cannot forgive yeah. her. Cannot forgive her for losing to Jessica freaking I. That's that's why that's what decides it for me. That's the uh, the Jessica I line, kind of like the Mendoza line in in baseball. (laughs) Yeah. So Alexa Grasso for me. How about you, Eugene? John, I I already I already picked her. I was right out the box. All right. Strong as an ox. Right out the box. 
All right. What kind of hip hop career here? So that is going to wrap up our picks for UFC Vegas 62. We will be off next week, but we will have content to fit in there. Um, Eugene, I'm going to start with you. You've got a bunch of stuff going on your sub stack and I need to hear about this tour too. Well, uh, first of all, if you're in New York on Thursday, October 6th, DM me. We're having a special event there. It, uh, it's going to involve Sophia Chang, who uh, just wrote the book Baddest Bitch in the Room and signed Wu-Tang Clan, Lydia Lunch, uh, a couple of other folks I'm interviewing. I'm the MC. Invite only. So email me and I'll, I will put you on the list. If you are listening to the show, make a reference to the show in the in the DM so that I can get I can get you in. Um, so that's in New York on Thursday. Um, and it's to debut the uh, release. Wong Duty is put, putting out this thing called the End of Nowhere, which will be the repository for all the live five interviews that, that I've done. So I've done a bunch that I was going to go live with. I've been talking about like I was going to go live with them. And then I decided to the debut of it is the, the big party coming out party is October 6th. The page itself debuts October 10th, and I'll put all the new stuff in, in, in there that I've been talking about. But the party should be a blast. I'm flying to New York for that. I fly to New York for the event, come back, and then October 12th, Boonwell goes out again, starts off with the big uh, uh, Amplifest uh, sold-out now festival in Porto, Portugal, with uh, Amin Ra and I think Godspeed You Black Emperor and Old Man Gloom. So that's a big deal. And then we do, um, we do, uh, let's see, seven more shows after that. And then I'm back. So, and that is the last bit of touring for Killers Like Us, which is a great Boonwell record. If you don't have it, you should get it. Um, but business as usual, there's a sub stack, uh, which is up on talking about the memoir in a very direct way, which I've never done before. And then the, uh, and then, uh, look, uh, the, um, uh, show stomper where I lay into uh, Zuckerberg. So that's this week is jam packed full of stuff and, uh, it'll all be up on the Twitter machine. So if you follow me on Twitter, you should be able to see at least some of it. All right, John, what's going on, man. You got a new show. And, and, well, yeah, the, the reviews are already in. Raving, raving at the Eugene, <laughs> Eugene-less show that I do. The only show I do without Eugene. Well, <laughs> I guess uh, show money, too. But, yeah. But that's, uh, you know, they people already already noticing how much little uh, mic noise there is on the program. <laughs> and about what a failure it is, but okay. Yeah, you know, vom- <laughs> tremendously. <laughs> uh, the, they got to have a producer to clean up all my mistakes, so... Uh, <laughs> But uh, we got button, that. We got the, uh, yeah. We got the "Hey Not the Face" podcast. Not about porn. Just so you know, uh, it's uh that's I did that last whoa. week. Yeah. What? Oh my God, Eugene. You're, no, you're not. Your your mind's in the gutter. There's nothing about that. <laughs> okay. uh, we got. Uh, we. I don't know. We're gonna have another one in what two weeks? I guess. I. That's you. What's, your schedule. That's your, you're the boss. You're the one who yells at me. I'm not the boss. You're the boss, man. Yeah. <laughs> I okay, just show so up to work. <laughs> okay. And then we got, uh, uh, we might do a show money. We're talking about, it. I don't know when, hopefully this week. So that's because of the, the finances that came up for one. And because the UFC little had a hearing about the antitrust lawsuit Friday. So there's some updates on that. And then, uh, I got, um, um, I mean, there's no real events going on. And so there's no care, don't care. And, oh, I'm back on, uh, if the shoes fits this week after, uh, Oh my God. Yeah. You got to be thinking. Yeah. Woo-hoo! 
in the nick of time, John Nash did a rescue. <laughs> See, now, I, was, now I had to Eugene do it just for you. I just had to do it for Nate's safety because I was worried Eugene was going to buy a ticket to Austin. Head there. Yes. <laughs> man, yes. hell, that man. What is going on with y'all? Wait, what is happening? Can someone explain it to me? Because I don't understand what's going on. I don't know. He's doing, he's he's doing, he's like, he's turned into like a 12 year old. uh, It's like, I I don't know. I'm just, he's like whining a lot, you know? And And then he's like building a show on the whining about the whining. And then he's like using the taglines on Twitter about the whining, that the whining in the show that he's whining. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what's going on. And I'm refusing to engage in this whole whining thing. But apparently he killed the show because of something that Alexi had done and then rebirthed the show because when it was revealed that this producer guy who's trying to do this deal with me in Toronto is a big fan of the show. So he's go, oh, it's got some juice. So he's, he came back, but I didn't even know somebody breaks oh, up with me and I say, okay, okay. You got to be clarified, though. That's for the Metal Evolution show on Let It Roll podcast. Correct. That's correct. the show but that he killed but, but it, Resurrected. Yes, but it's it's bled over. It's bled over into into the other thing. You know? yeah. So, oh my God, he and needs, also he's, we just he, he, needs, he needs a nap. Yeah, as much as I, I as much as me and Nate get along about ninety nine percent of the material, it's the one percent that drives them nuts. That I yes, exactly. Over. The one percent drives him nuts. So it's, uh, <laughs> he's been flaming John on Twitter. It's, it's great. <laughs> and so my, yeah, yeah. I was say I, I think in the, the the track record proven. I've been more right than him. So there's the. Uh, but anyways, uh, that yeah, it's not. It's just it's you know it's that whole thing that you, you the people you most get along with the most disagree with. Yeah, so yeah. Well, it's like it. we're, we're all we're all old band guys too. So it's a, yeah. where it's a kind of replay of that dynamic. You know, everybody wants to be. Everybody wants to be the front man when they know it's me. <laughs> no, it's me, actually, but okay. <laughs> but uh, Also, I got uh, should have an article out on one's finances, too, on Monday, I think oh, yeah. it is, or Tuesday. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, that's good. I want yeah, to see so, that. So, All right. So, yeah. Well, on that note, we are going to wrap the show. So until next time, please stay safe. Thank you for tuning in to this Bloody Elbow Presents production. To check out more of our content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is titled Bloody Elbow Presents. We're also on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Player FM, and Amazon Music. Just search for Bloody Elbow Presents and you'll get brand new shows throughout the week, including Care Don't Care, the Level Change Podcast, the MMA Vivis Section, the 6th Round Post-Fight Show, 6th Round Retro, the MMA Depressed Us, Crooklyn's Corner, Exclusive Fighter Interviews, Show Money, Guest Podcasts, the Hey Not The Face Podcast, and Radio Style Play-By-Play for every UFC pay-per-view. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow, Facebook at facebook.com slash bloody elbow blog and as always on bloodyelbow.com. <laughs>